All right, Shabbosi. Good morning. Good morning. Let us begin. Begin by thanking all of our all of our sponsors. To thank our Talmud Torah sponsors, our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Shvat. Mrs. Bracha Strimber, in merit for dedicating all the Shirim and Drushos this month in memory of her husband Kalman Avram Ben Kalman Eliezer Halevi Zichron LeBracha. To thank Ayala and Sarah Steinberg for dedicating all the Shirim and Drushos this month in the Schos of Rafua Shalema. For, for Yishulamis Bas Susha. To thank our week of learning sponsors, Yehuda and Bracha Bechwalter, in memory of Asher Zelig Ben Yaakov, Yehuda Halevi Bechwalter, Zechorin Levracha, whose Shloshim is this coming Friday, Gimel Adar. To thank our Dafyomi sponsors for today, Said and Simahakin, in honor of the engagement of Eli Golfez. Where is Daniel? Ah, Daniel Zahir, Mazdrav Trab, Daniel. Shbizoch Emir Tashem. To go to the Chopa B'Sha'a Tova Umetzlachas. Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov. All right, so I'll say with that, let us, let us begin. Bakshim, a beautiful, beautiful daf ahead of us today. Oh, I also want to give a very special welcome to our daf Yomi Chevra. Apparently, we have a daf Yomi Chevra in Sons of Israel, Allentown, Pennsylvania. So welcome to our daf Yomi Chevra from Allentown, Pennsylvania. Bracha, as incredible schosbar Hashem to learn with everyone. I will say with that, with that, let us, let us begin. So we'll say, so today's daf is Chof Ches Ahmed Aleph, or I should say it's Ahmed Beis also. But in Meretz Hashem, we will, uh, we'll get there. So we'll say we're starting on Chof Ches Ahmed Aleph. So we actually left off, we left off two, four, six, eight lines down from the top on Chof Ches Ahmed Aleph. So we'll say, remember again, we are going through a series of drushes here. Very interesting drushes regarding the ability to go ahead and repurpose carbonos. Remember again, the, the, the genesis of this entire conversation all has to do with this. Remember, all the links back to the Mishnah. What was the Mishnah? The Mishnah ultimately, again, was the case of the woman who made the Neder Nazirus. She made Kevin Nazira. Husband was made for the Neder. And then again, we had a variety of different cases where the woman had either set aside animals or had set aside, or had set aside money for carbonos. So then the fundamental question becomes, what can you do in terms of the repurposing of those animals or of that money? So that led to a much broader discussion regarding the ability to take money or an animal designated for one type of carbon and to repurpose it for something else. We left off in the middle of these incredible series of drashas, all really based on the word karbano, his carbon, where the Gemara is teaching us that halacha really you're very limited in the ability to go ahead and use someone else's carbon, or for that matter, someone else's sacrificial money, in order to affect your own level of atonement. So we left off, eight lines down from the bottom, from the top, excuse me, Chaf Chesam Dalef, 28 day. So we'll say, I'm going to feel as follows. If I, now we'll say here, this case is transitioning a little bit. In this case, I separated out a carbon to bring for, for, for me, right? So let's say, for example, I separated out a carbon to bring for a particular Avera. So I might have thought, I can't go ahead and take a carbon that I set aside for one Avera and use it for another Avera. Even if what? Even if we're talking about Averos of the same level of severity. So I can't take, I can't take a carbon set aside for one Avera Kalo and use it for another Avera Kalo. Or for that matter again, one Avera Chamura and say for another Avera Chamura. So the Gemara says, or, or Afilo Mina Kala Ala Chamura, 
So ultimately, again, or I can't go ahead and use it. If I separate it out for uh, an Avera Kalo, I can't use it for a Hamura. Or if I separate it for a Hamura, I can't use it on a Kalo. Okay. Uh, for example, Shekain im hifish behema ala chalev. For example, I will say, let's say, I accidentally ate chalev. Chalev is forbidden fat. I accidentally ate chalev, and ultimately, again, now I want to go ahead and use that, and then I want to, and then I, I also ate blood. It's been a tough day, right? So again, so, 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 so now I went ahead and I went ahead and used that carbon that I separated out for chalev, and use it for dam. Oh, ala dam behevi ala chalev. So, I can't do that. I can't do that. Now, why? This is very interesting. Why? Shahare lo ma'al v'lo chibar. Rebbe said, this is very interesting. Because why? Because I did not commit mi'ilah, and therefore it cannot affect kapara. Now, what's going on over here? So, see, I'll draw your attention to something very interesting. Take a look at the rush. So, the rush is in the left-hand column, or the left-hand margin, I should say, and it's two, four, five lines down into the rush. Lo ma'al v'lo chibar. So both say, this is very interesting. Look what the Rush says. So both say, now watch this. So let's play this out. I, I went ahead and I ate chalif. I ate forbidden fat. So what did I do? I separated out of carbon. Okay. Then I also ate blood. I also ate blood. So what did I do? I took the carbon that I was going to use for chalif, and now I'm going to use it for blood, to, to atone for blood. For the, for the, right, to, to atone for the avira of eating blood. So if I were to do so, if I were to do so, I have not committed mi'ilah. The Rebbe said, remember again, what's mi'ilah? Mi'ilah is unconsecrated use of consecrated items. So the Gemara says, Lo ma'al ba'osekim b'shogeg, de'in mi'ilah ele b'meshanam e'rishos hekdish l'rishos hedyot b'shogeg. The Rebbe said, what is the definition of mi'ilah? The definition of mi'ilah is taking something that is in rishos hekdish, in the domain of hekdish, and now utilizing it in a in a chulendikum fashion, right? In a in a mundane or unconsecrated way. Is that happening over here when I take the carbon that I was going to use for chelim and I use it for dam? No. Why not? It's still in hektish. Right? Granted, what I'm doing is I'm repurposing it in the world of hektish, but I have not taken it from hektish to chulin. So therefore, again, v'hacha me hektish the hektish karbashani v'lomal. So they will say, in this case over here, halacha again, because I'm not taking it from, remember, it's just, very, it's just a technical issue. The concept of mi'ilah, so you will say, we often, we often erroneously term mi'ilah as simple repurposing. That's not true. Mi'ilah is only repurposing from kodesh, from hektish to chulin. But from hektish to hektish is not good, but it's not called mi'ilah. There, and I will say, now watch this. Now watch this. Therefore, hilchach, and I will say, because I have not committed mi'ilah, hilchach lo kiper, v'lo yotza kabe mechaskaso. I will say, this is fascinating. So because I have not committed mi'ilah, what does that show? If I haven't committed mi'ilah, what does that show? What does that show? That I have not really affected any level of change. Well, if I haven't affected any level of change, guess what else I haven't done? I haven't affected kaporo. Right, why I will say? Because the truth is, to a certain degree, they're, they're interdependent. In other words, the only way, the only way for me to go ahead and switch this carbon from chilev to dam, right, is to switch its designation. Well, if its designation has been switched, then I should be in violation of what? Mi'ilah. If I'm not in violation of mi'ilah, what does that tell you? Designation hasn't been switched, right? Its original identity still remains intact, and therefore, if no mi'ilah, no kapara. 
So it's a very interesting correlation between the two, right? In other words, so I'll say it one more time. Let me play it out here. I went ahead and I ate chaylev. I set aside a carbon. Then I decided, you know what? I also ate dam. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to use my carbon for dam, not for chaylev. So now I both say, so I go ahead and repurpose. So what does the Gemara say? I have not committed me'ilah, and therefore I have not affected atonement for dam, for blood. What's the nature of that relationship? I have, let's go through this. I haven't, I haven't affected Me'ila, why not? Why not? Because it's still hectic. The definition of Me'ila is from Kodesh Techol. That's the definition of Me'ila. So because I have not affected Me'ila, i.e. the original designation remains intact, well, if the original designation remains intact, then what? That means I haven't affected Kapara for Dam as well. Fascinating idea. Fascinating idea. So the rush ends off. He says, Fine. But I would have thought as follows. I should be able to go ahead and make this work with money. I will say, imagine the following scenario. I went ahead and I set aside money for a particular carbon. And now what do I want to do? So, so I'll say, so now imagine I set aside money for a particular carbonic purpose. Now I want to switch it. I want to switch it. And I want to go from one Avera Kala to another Avera Kala. Or, or I want to go from a more severe chait to another severe chait. Or, or from Chamura to Kala. Watch this, so I'll say, Shekain, im hefresh liatzmo maos. So we'll say, now watch this. For example, let's say I went ahead and I ate chaylev. And what? I set aside money to purchase a carbon for my infraction. Shahare ma'al v'kipar. So we'll say, now watch this. If I went ahead, I'm sorry, I skipped the line. If I set aside money to bring a carbon for a consumption of chaylev, and then I switch the money. And now I'm going to use the money to go ahead and bring a carbon for dam consumption. So we'll say, in this case, you did commit Mila, and therefore, because I did commit Mila, therefore, what I'm say, I have affected Kapara. Now, what, what does this mean? Watch this. Take a look at the rush again. Very interesting case. Shari Ma'al Vikiper. Shamos in Bahan Kedusha Saguf. So we'll say, listen to this. Money in general doesn't have physical sanctity. What does money have? What does money have? Financial sanctity. Financial sanctity. So watch this. Shamos in Bohem Kiddusha Saguf Kishanosan Liknos Bohem Behem Molesorech Karban Acher Yatsu Luchulin Hilchal Keeper. So we'll say now watch this. Because money does not have financial, uh, physical sanctity, has financial sanctity, therefore it can be repurposed. Well, if it can be repurposed, that means what? You can't transgress Me'ila. And if you can't transgress Me'ila, what does that mean? That Kapara could occur as well. That you could repurpose it for Kapara. It's actually quite a fascinating correlation. To which the Gemara says, Talmud Lomar. So we'll say, remember again, there's all the Havamina. I would have thought I can do this. Talmud Lomar al Chataso. So I'll say, so what do you, again, same drasha. Al so it's the same drasha as before. Karbano, al so we both say it's the same possessive. Ultimately, again, the carbon has to be brought for the intended original purpose. Katanima, so I'll say, now what comes out of all of this? Now I'll say, remember, how do we get into all of this? 
This whole discussion began with a discussion about a blemished behemoth. Right? The behemoth with a mum. So, Katani Mihas, behemoth. My love, Afilu Balas Mum. Now, both say again, we're talking about an animal. So, are we not talking about even if the animal has a mum, a blemished animal? Lo Timima. Now, we're talking about an unblemished animal. Avabalas Mum, my. They both say, so what would be the status of a blemished animal? Kistuma Danyo. They both say, blemished animal would have the same status ultimately again as Mo's Stumen, as unspecified funds. If that's the case, the Gemara says, If that's the case, then why even frame the case that I was talking about money? Go ahead and illustrate the case of unspecified funds, but instead of unspecified funds, use a blemished animal, and therefore that could teach me to Alophus. The Gemara says, you're right, it's the same thing. They will say, what is a blemished animal fit for? Ultimately, again, Ladami, right? Mechaz Ladami. So the Gemara says, Dami Hanumaos. The only thing a blemished animal will say ultimately is fit for is what? Is that Halachalamaisa, it's fit for its value. And therefore, the blemished animal, Inachinami, has the same status ultimately, again, as money. And therefore, I will say, the conclusion of the Gemara, conclusion of the Gemara, here it is, is that Behemoth Balas Mum. That ultimately, if you have an animal that is a blemished animal, it has the same status as maos stumos. Ultimately, again, as unspecified money. As unspecified money. But like going back, what's the status of unspecified money? The status of unspecified money is yiplu linidava. The whole thing goes to Nadava. So I say, if you were to plug in a behemoth balmum into any of these previous cases, ultimately, again, the halacha, the status would be the status would be I will just end off because there happens to be just an interesting case here in general about repurposing carbonos. So how do we paskin in this case like this? Where you have a carbon set aside for a particular infraction and then what happens? You end up violating something else. Can you go ahead and switch the carbon? I will say, just to keep it simple, let's assume for a moment even the Averos in question have the same level of severity. So does it work to go ahead and create or affect a lateral transference of carbonos? So the Rambam Paskins in Hilchos Me'ilah, Perak Dalit Halacha Hey. Really interesting halacha, listen to this. Hamafrish chatos alachilas chilef, ve'evia alachilas dam. So here's the case. A person separated out a carbon chatos because he ate chilef, but then he also ended up eating dam, and he ended up using the carbon for dam. So you ended up bringing the carbon for, for dam consumption. What's talacha? Hare ze lo keeper the fichach lo mal. They both say you do not affect kapara. You do not affect kapara. Now, interestingly enough, it's the same correlation. Sounds strange. The reason you don't affect kapara is because there is no mi'ilo. They both say, what does that mean? If there was mi'ilo, what would that show you? What would that show you? That you are affecting a transference. The fact that there's no mi'ilah indicates to you, essentially, you haven't changed the status. This is still a chatos for chilev, even though you've repurposed it. It does not change the original status. So because of that, so because of that, because of that, there's no mi'ilah, therefore there's no kapara. So right, however, listen to this. Now, what I just want to point out is, okay, so just, just, to, just to clarify this. So, I, I, I have a chatos, I have a chatos for, I, I eat dam. Step one, right? Step one. What did I do? What did I do? Separate a carbon chatos. Good. Step three, that's step two. Step three, I eat chalif, right? Step four, 
I decided, you know what? I'm going to take my I'm going to take my chatos that I had for dam, and I'm going to use it for chilev. So they both say now the Rambam paskins. Rambam says low keeper. They both say, what does low keeper mean? Low keeper means essentially I've done nothing. In other words, that halacha lemaisa. I offered up this carbon, this chatas, for the sake of eating chalev. They both say, did it work to atone for chalev? No. no. Why? Because you can't repurpose it. You can't repurpose it from chatas to chalev. But again, did it work for? Did, I'm sorry. I can't repurpose it from chalev to dam. Now, did it work to atone for chalev? No. Why not? Because you offered it up for the wrong purpose. So I both say it's a little bit like nishtahin nishtahar. In other words, so you lost out on both ends. You lost out on both ends. So the Maisa, it's not going to atone for Chelev because you offered it up for Dam. But it's not going to atone for Dam because its original designation for Chelev is locked in as well. So what did you do? What did you do? <laughs> you offered a carbon. You offered a carbon, right? But you have not, in other words, but at the end of the day, you still have two outstanding obligations. You still have two outstanding obligations Ultimately, again, for Chalev and for Dan. Now, he, the, the, the other cases, Hefresh Mos Lechatas Chalev, the Kana Bahen Chatas Dam, Shabbos say, now, what about a money case? I set aside money to go ahead and purchase a Chatas for Chalev consumption, and then I switched the designation of the money and I used it to purchase Dam. Uh, I used to purchase a chatos for dam. So what's the halacha? So I'll say, b'shogei keeper l'fichach mal. So I'll say, this would actually be me'ilo. This would be me'ilo. Right? So because it's me'ilo, the good news is, the good news is, if it's me'ilo, that shows that what? There's a change in designation, and therefore it would work. So halacha l'maysa, again, if I did that, and then I went ahead and I brought the chatos for dam, in fact, it would work. Okay, so I'll say just an interesting halacha by Karbalas. Beautiful. They both say Mishnah. Mishnah says as follows. Nizrak Allah So I say, so back to Nizirus. Back to Nizirus. So an interesting case here. Nizrak Allah Adamim and Yachalahafer. So I say, now listen to this. So this is very interesting. So now remember back to the back to the concept of Hafara. Right? So remember again, husband has the ability to be made for his wife's Nidarim. And of course, Naziros is a nether, which means the husband has the ability to, to annul his wife's nether Naziros. What's the shaila? The shaila is, up until what point in time in the Naziros process does he have annulment power? So listen to this. So, Nizrak Allah Echad Min Hadamin. So, now let's say, remember again, woman's going to bring, Nazir is going to bring three carbonos at the end of his or her nether Naziros. So, now watch this. So, the Mishnah says, let's say, now, now so right, our typical case, Ruvain's married to Rachel. Rachel is finishing up her Nedrin to the point that she's at the Karbanos stage. So now remember again, she's going to bring a Chatos, she's going to bring a Shlomim, and she's going to bring an Ola. Now, what happens? They're shakt in the Karban, and she's at the stage now where the blood of one of the Karbanos has been sprinkled on the Mizbeach. So Zrika has been done with even one of the Karbanos at that point, in the Yochel HaHafer. We'll say at that point in time, Halacha Husband no longer has the ability to be made for the nether. Now, what's the logic? Take a look at the rush. So we'll say, it's actually, if you, if you, if you just take your finger and you go right across to the left-hand margin, it's right there. It's right there in the rush. So watch this. See where it says, Mishnah, Mishnah Nizrak, Nizrak, Allah, Echa min Adamim, En Yochel Lahafer, Shela Achar Zrikas Echa min Adamim, Himuteres Biyayin, Ulatami Lameisim, 
Remember again, when does a husband have the ability to be made for his wife's nadarim? When I will say when? Only when what? There's inui nefesh. Right? Actually, I take it back. Right? You need one of two things. Really, one of two things. Either inui nefesh or little chazara. Dvarim beino lebeino. Right? Dvarim beino lebeino. Right? So again, right? Those are the two, one of those two criteria. Well, here's the interesting issue. Remember again, in general, the reason why a husband is able to go ahead and annul his wife's neds in his ears is because it's inui nefesh. Right? Here's the problem. The the Tanakhama says, well, once the zrika of the dam, once you do one of the blood applications, essentially, all of the restrictions of Naziros are lifted. There's no longer any restrictions. So therefore, she could drink wine. Therefore, Allah says she could eat meat. I'm sorry, she, she could, she could become, become Tami the Mason. So therefore, Allah says there are no restrictions. If there are no restrictions anymore, then Allah says he has no right of revocation. Rabbi Akiva's Rabbi Akiva says, "Afilu nishchita ala achas mikala behemos and the Rabbi Akiva will say, "Backs it up." Rabbi Akiva says, "Even before Zrika, even before Zrika, halacha lemaisa. Once one of the kabbanos has been shechted, husband no longer has the ability to be made for an edin." I will say, if you go back to the Rush for just a moment, the Rush says, "Rabbi Akiva savar shafilu nishchat v'lod nizrak in the yachal hafer." We're going to Rabbi Akiva holds that halacha even before Zrika, even before Zrika. Once the Kavanos have been shechted, ultimately again, he no longer has the power of revocation. Rabbi say we're going to see, we're going to see that according to Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva is concerned about Hefzid Kadshin. Rabbi Akiva is concerned that if you allow a husband to be made for his wife's Nedr Naziros, after Shechita, before Zrika, then what? You're going to end up, you're going to end up wasting Kavanos. Right, have said kachim. It's gonna be a loss, loss of cars. We'll see in the Gemara what it means. Fine. So we'll say back, back to the Mishnah. Benedictor, we'll say when is all of this so? Betaglachas hatara. So we'll say we are talking over here. We are talking over here about what we call taglachas hatara. Which we'll say is the end of the Naziros process. However, avaba taglachas hatuma yafer. So we'll say what's taglachas hatuma? Taglachas hatuma is the following situation. Let's say Rachel's in Azira and she becomes Timea. So we'll say what happens. So remember, by we have we haven't gone through it yet, but the Gemara's gonna go through it. Remember, the way it works is another becomes Tame. So we'll say essentially what ends up happening is you do all of the concluding rituals and rites as if the Nedir Naziros was being finished, but then what? You start it all over again. So just to be clear, when the Gemara says, for example, according to Tanakama, that halacha lamaisa, a husband has the power of annulment up until the zrika of the dam, that's talking about the conclusion of the Nedin Azirus. But if we're talking about a Nazir who became Tame, right, even, by the, even after the zrika, the husband has the power of annulment. Why? Makes a lot of sense. Why? Because, what's it? because then the Nedin Azirus is starting all over again. Right? So again, just to be clear, according to the Tanakhama, the fact that zrika is the cutoff for annulment, or according to Rabbi Akiva, that shechita is the cutoff for annulment. That's only when this represents the end of the neder naziros, what we call taglatas tara. But if again this represents the restart of the neder naziros, i.e., the nazir the nazira became tamea, and therefore she's restarting. Everyone would agree that even after zrika, even after shechita, husband has the power of annulment. Incredible. 
Because the husband has the ability to say, I don't want an Isha Menuvelas. So we'll say, what's an Isha Menuvelas? Here, the, the Rush defines this term. So I say minuvelis in this context, you know, usually minuvelis means like degraded, like degraded. In this context, actually, the Russian understands it to mean I don't want a wife who is afflicted and abstained from wine. I, I don't want that. In other words, the husband says, I don't want the wife who has to abstain from things. That's what he says. Fine. So the Gemara says, so Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir says, So it's very interesting. So Rabbi Meir is fascinating. Rabbi Meir comes along and says that even, he thinks that even by what we call Taglachas Tara, even by the actual concluding rites of Nazirus, a husband has the ability to annul his wife's Nadarim. But I will say, what this sounds like over here is, even after Shechit according to Rabbi Akiva, even after Zvika according to Tanakama, a husband could still annul his wife's nether nazira. So I will say why. Because what occurs even after Zvika? <coughs> cutting of the hair. There was, it's not just cutting of the hair, it's shaving of the head. Rabbi Meir says even after Zvika, a husband has the ability to annul his wife's nether nazira. So why? Because he could say, Omer, Husband could say, I don't want my wife to shave her head. I don't want her to shave her head. So therefore, again, I will say, because for him, there is still an element of Ned which, and again, that could be, it could be either Inui Nefesh or Dvarim Shebeno Lebeno. Therefore, he has the right to annul her Ned even after, even after the Zrika according to Rabbi Akiva. Okay, also, I'll listen to Gemara. Well, beautiful. Says the Gemara. Masnisin, so we'll say, so again, just to reframe what we have, what do we have in the Mishnah? We're focusing now as essentially at what point in time does the window for the husband's hafara close when it comes to his wife's neder naziros? Rabbi Akiva, he has up until Zrika. Up until Zrika. We always say, what's Rabbi Akiva's logic? Because Rabbi Akiva says, post Zrika, all of the Isurim of Naziros are permitted, and therefore, halacha lamaisa, there's nothing to annul. Right? Remember, you know, we'll say, the power of a husband's annulment is not a carte blanche, right? His power to annul is only either inui nefesh or dvarim shebeno lebeina. Rabbi Akiva will say, once zrika is done, everything is permitted. Once everything is permitted, nothing more to talk about. Rabbi Meir, you know, he only has up until shechita, up until shechita to annul. Now again, I will say, Rabbi Meir, we're going to see, is much more concerned about hefsid kachin. About the loss of Karban. I'm sorry, that was Rabbi Meir. That was Rabbi Akiva. I'm sorry. Rabbi Akiva, he has up until the time of Shita. Good. I will say one more. Rabbi Meir, then we'll go back for just a second. Rabbi Meir says, Rabbi Meir says, no, he has even post Rika. Post Rika. Kori Rabbi Meir, it sounds like husband could annul his wife's Nandan Aziras up until which point in time she cuts her hair. Up until the time of Taglachas, he has the ability to annul the nether. Now, we'll say Mishnah makes a very important qualification. What's the qualification? This entire discussion is talking about what? What we call Taglachas Tara. What's Taglachas Tara? The final concluding rites at the end of an Eden But if Rachel, and our question over here, right? If Rachel became Tameo, and therefore again is going through the rituals and rites to end one Eden but begin the next, Everyone agrees that a husband has continued ability to go and annul the Nedinaziros, because in this case, again, the Nedinaziros itself is ongoing. Beautiful. Says the Gemara. Both say two lines up from the bottom. Chaf Ches Amud Aleph. Says the Gemara. Masnisin Dolk Rabbi Eliezer, 
Our Mishnah does not reflect the view of Rabbi Eliezer. Why? Because the University of Rabbi Eliezer Ha'amar Taglachas Ma'akeves. Rabbi Eliezer is of the opinion that Allah Chalamaisa, it is hair cutting, it is hair cutting that prevents her from, that prevents the restrictions from being lifted. Right? Which was, it sounds actually like the position of Rabbi Meir. When it, so when, it, when it says that the Mishnah is not like Rabbi Eliezer, it means that the Tanakhama is not reflecting the view of Rabbi Eliezer. Because remember again, according to the Tanakhama, at what point in time are the restrictions of Nazirus lifted? When are they lifted? Zrika. Zrika. Rabbi Eliezer is of the opinion, when are the restrictions of Nazirus lifted? Only after hair cutting, taglachas. So our Mishnah clearly does not reflect the view of Rabbi Eliezer. Therefore, again, the Gemara says, "The Hamar taglachas ma'keves, the chayven delo gilcha." And therefore, since she has not yet done her hair cutting, asura bechamra, she is not permitted to drink wine. The chayven de isle nivo. They both say because of that, because there's still an element of abstinence, she can't drink wine. Matzi mefer. Ultimately, again. Husband should still be permitted to be made for the nether. So obviously, our Mishnah does not reflect the view of Rabbi Eliezer because the Tanakam of our Mishnah says the restrictions are lifted after Zrika. And Rabbi Eliezer says the restrictions are lifted when? After, only after Taglach. So I will say, Ahmed Beis, this is what's arguing. I will say, top of 28b, Chaf Ches Ahmed Beis. Here we go. Tana Didan Savar Ar Tana holds. Kevon des darakale damla alter sharia bechamro. So I will say, so listen to this. So our Tana holds that once zrika is done, right? Once the sprinkling of the blood is done, ultimately again, kevon des darakale damla alter sharia bechamro. Ultimately, again, she's immediately permitted in wine. I vaha lesle nivol. And therefore, again, I will say, there's no nivel. In other words, I will say, there's no abstinence. In other words, once, once Zrika occurs, once Zrika occurs, halacha she's done. She's done. So I will say, now remember again, once she's done, therefore, husband no longer has the ability to what? To be made for the nether. Okay? So the Gemara says, Rabbi Akiva, so Rabbi Akiva says, Afilu, ishtachis behema Rabbi Kiva holds that, no, no, no. Once you shek the behemoth, once you shek the karbanos, right, ultimately, then the window of annulment closes. Why? Rabbi Kiva says, Mishum hefzid kachin. Rabbi Kiva says, I watch this. Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva is bothered by something else. Rabbi Kiva Rabbi Akiva is bothered by what we call hefzid kachin. Rabbi Kiva says, what's hefzid kachin? What, what is Rabbi Akiva worried about? Watch this. Let's play this out. Right? Rachel's in Azira. Rachel's in Azira. Now she's finishing up her nether and zeros. She, uh, they, they, they shecht her carbon. Now we'll say, Rabbi Akiva says like this. Now we'll say, we see something very interesting. Rabbi Akiva in concept agrees with the Tanakama. Right? You, you could see it. Rabbi Akiva really wants to agree with the Tanakama. Right? Because Rabbi Akiva will say, Rabbi Akiva will say, that halacha lamaisa again, at what point in time, at what point in time ultimately again, are the restrictions really lifted? When are they really lifted? He wants to say they're really lifted at the time of Zrika as well. Right? But what he's concerned about is if we do that, if we do that, then I'm about to say, what happens? If we do that, then what happens to the carbon? So now you shek, right? Rachel shechted her carbon for the, for the conclusion of Nazirus. Then I'm about to say, so now the husband was made for the nether. So she's no longer in a zero. Wonderful. What's the problem? What's the problem? You have a carbon that was already shechted. So what do you do with it now? Rabbi Akiva says you're causing a loss to Karmanos. Therefore, Rabbi Akiva says we cut off the window of revocation or annulment 
at the time of Shrita. At the time of Shrita. So Maskifla, Rabbi Zera. So ultimately, again, Rabbi Zera went ahead and raised the Kasha. Va'amai. I don't understand what, Rabbi Akiva. Why do you have a problem here? Why can't we do the following? Va'amai. Lizrog Daman Shalolishman. The Yatir Basra Ba'athila. The truth is, there's a pretty simple answer. What can you do? Go ahead, go ahead, and just offer it. In other words, I will say, just essentially, in other words, what, what the Gemara is suggesting over here is, just finish it up. Okay, I got it. You're not going to offer up the carbon as an offering for Nazirus. So offer it up, offer it up for Nadava. Offer it up for Nadava. What's the, in other words, what's, what's the big deal over here? So I will say, take a look, take a look at, take a look at the rush for just a moment. It's the top rush. So literally, again, Rabbi Zero says, I don't see what the big deal is over here. Just go ahead and do Zrika. Go and do Zrika. And right, Zrika Shalosh. I will say now, in this context, again, just to be clear, Zrika Shalosh means what? When the animal was shechted, it was shechted for what purpose? For Naziros. Right? Can you offer it up for Naziros anymore? No. Why? The husband was made for the nether. So what the Gemara is suggesting over here is, offer up to the Zrika, the Shem Nedava, and allow the meat to be consumed. What's, what's the big deal? Look at the Rasha in just a moment. The Rasha is Va'amai. Actually, no. Before we get to the Rasha, let's just read the rest of the Gemara. The Gemara says, Milo Tanya did me not learn. Kivsi Atzeres. Sheshacht on Shalolishman. The Bible says this is the offering by Shavuos. You have the Kivsiatzeres. They were shechted Shalolishman. They weren't shechted for the purpose of Kivsiatzeres. Oh, Sheshacht on Lefneizmanon, or he shechted them before Shavuos. Only Achar Zmanon, or ultimately again after there's man. So we'll say what's Talacha? Hadam Yizrak. Ultimately again, the blood. The blood is sprinkled. Vabasa Yochal. And ultimately, the meat can be consumed. Now, I will say, what do you see from here? What do you see from here? That if you have a carbon that was offered up shalol shman, ultimately, again, it can be repurposed for nedava. If you might say Shabbos, well, so here's the difference. If you shechted it on Shabbos, lo yizrok, then ultimately, again, you don't do this rika on Shabbos. Vim zarak chortza lahaktere mu'na le'erev. And if you did so, you can go ahead and offer up the sacrificial parts on Monday Shabbos. So I will say, fine. So in other words, leave that Shabbos part on the side. But, but the point is, what, what does it teach us? What does it teach us? That if you offer up a carbon, shalolishma, right, ultimately repurpose it for nedava, it works. So Rabbi Akiva, what are you concerned about over here, right? So let's just take a step back for just a moment. What Rabbi Akiva is doing is Rabbi Akiva is rolling back the window of hafara, right? Rabbi Akiva is saying, in reality, it sounds like, in reality, Rabbi Akiva wants to create the Tanakamo, that really a husband should be able to be made for his wife's nether up until when? Up until Zrika, but he's rolling it back to Shrita because he's concerned about Hefzid Kachim, causing a loss, ultimately again, causing a loss for Karbanos. The says, why should it be a loss? Why should it be a loss? What's the worst case scenario? Right? Rachel shechts her Karban, Reuven is made for her nether, no problem. Just offer up Shalom Shman. the meat's going to be permitted, and that's it. That's it. What is the big deal here? Well, say, if you take a look at the, now look at the rush, just before it gets to the punchline, look at the rush. Rush says over here, Tap Rush, Vamai Velizro, Tam Shalishman, Viyate Basabahi, Logisnan, Kalazvakam Shnizbuch Shalolishman, Kshirim, Ella Shalo Alulashem Chova, Valavdafka Shalolishman, Hua Dinafilo Bistama Midinami, the Ain Staman Omdin Lishman, Akashefalabila. She will say, essentially, the Gemara is saying is, look, we have a precedent for this. We have a precedent where Halachalamaisa, you could take a carbon, offer it up Shalolishma, or even Stam, and it works. 
So that's fine. So now ultimately, again, Rachel shechted her carbon. I mean, she, she didn't literally shechted her carbon, but carbon was shechted on her behalf, and then her husband was made for her neder. No problem. You could still offer that up. To which the Gemara says, listen, Amri, so what's Rabbi Akiva will respond to this, and he'll say, shachet olo shlamim hachinami. Remember again, that is true, right? Solid point. Assuming that we're talking about what? The offering up of an ola or a shlamim. However, have a hach of my askinon. They will say, what's the case here? What's the case here? Kegon sheshachat chatos bereisha. Oh. They will say, it's interesting, by the way, how all roads always lead back to the chatos, right? The chatos is the complicating factor in this. They will say, because where does a problem come up? They will say, so again, if she's shechting her ola first, you're right. You're right. What's the worst case scenario? Right? She shechted her ola thinking that she was in a zira. After the shechit, her husband was made for the neder. What can you do with the ola? What can you do with the ola? Fine, no problem. Do zrika, shalom, you can eat. Fine. Shlamim, same thing. What's the problem? The problem is the chatos. The problem is the chatos. So we'll say, kidisnan, kidisnan, in gilach, al gilach, al achas, mishlash, tan yasa. She will say, here's the problem. The problem ultimately, again, is halacha lamaisa where you get to a chatis. So you will say, a shlamim can be offered up shalol lishma. An ola can be offered up shalol lishma. A chatos cannot be offered up shalol lishma. So I will say, what would happen? What would happen in a case where Rachel's in a zira, and I will say, she shechts her. Now I will say, now again, in the concluding sacrifices, excuse me, is there an order in which the kabbalas need to be shechted? The answer is no. They can be shechted in any order. Therefore, it's feasible that the first carbon she shechts is her chatos. So let's play this out. If she shechts her chatos, and then right after the shechit of the chatos, husband is made for her neder. So we'll say, what's talacha now? What's talacha? That chatos is yotzi lebeis hasreifa. Right? There's nothing to do with that chatos. You can't offer it up. That's what Rabbi Akiva is concerned about. Two out of the three... Everyone agrees, yeah, no problem, even if Shechita was done, and then Afar takes place after the Shechita, no problem. Just do the Zrika, offer up Shalom Shema, Shalom Yisrael. The problem is, if the Chatos was offered, then we're stuck. So that's what Rabbi Akiva is concerned about, and in order to stave off a loss to Kachim, Rabbi Akiva says the window for annulment closes, closes right after Shechita. Incredible. Incredible. So I will say that that's the first part of the Gemara. So I will say when is this? So we'll say. Remember again, the Mishnah gave an important qualification. What was the qualification? This entire machlokes is only talking about the actual conclusion of the Nedinazirus. But if she became Tmeya and therefore again was doing the concluding rites of Nazirus, and then what? Restarting, everyone agrees that she has the power of annulment. I'm sorry, that he has the power of annulment, even after Zrika. Even after Zrika. So Rabbi Meir, so both says, now, now Rabbi Meir takes it even further, right? Rabbi Meir holds the halacha lamaisa, a husband has the power to annul his wife's Ned and Aziris, even when, even post Zrika, up until the time of hair cutting. Rabbi Meir, Omer, Right? Because Rabbi Meir holds that a husband has a right to say, I don't, right? he can be here for the end of the He doesn't want his wife to shave her head. Right? So to him, to him, ultimately, again, I don't want that. So therefore, Allah he has the ability to be made for the nether. So I'll say, this is interesting. So the Tanakama, so I'll say, by the way, so this is quite fascinating. So now the Gemara is essentially bothered by Tanakama, 
why don't you hold the same thing? Others will say, obviously, the wife shaving her head is a pretty big thing, right? That could potentially be, that could potentially be Dvarim Shebeino Lebeino. So ultimately, again, so why, why wouldn't the Tanakhama ultimately allow a nomen to have Faras Haneder up until the time of Taglachas? So it's very interesting. Tanakhama, Tanakama says, she can wear shaitl. She can wear shaitl. Right? In other words, so it's fine. She's going to have to shave her head. But that's fine. In other words, that she'll, she'll have a shaitl. So the Gemara said, Ramir Savar, Ramir Savar, listen to this. Ramir Savar, the Peanachris, Aidi de Zuama, Lonichale. Both is fascinating. Ramir says, no, no, no. The hus- for the husband, the thought that his wife is going to be wearing someone else's hair. Right, is fundamentally repulsive to him, and therefore Allah that's called that's still grounds for a nomment of the nether. So we'll say really, really quite fascinating. So it's it's a fundamental shaila, a fundamental shaila ultimately again on whether or not the use of a shaitl is, is enough to ameliorate or to somehow alleviate or at least address this potential this potential nivel. So according to Tanakama, yes. According to Rabbi Meir, ultimately no. I will say if you take a look, if you take a look at the Rush again, a very interesting Rush. The Rush says, he says, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir Savar, he says, Rabbi Meir holds the, the thought of a, the, 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 the thought that his, the, that the wife is gonna be wearing someone else's hair on her head is something ultimately, again, that is repulsive to the husband. Interesting. And therefore, Allah Chalamaisa is grounds for Hafara. So therefore, both sides. So Allah Chalamaisa, we're left with a fundamental machlokas as to at what point in time in the Naziris of the wife does the husband have the power of Hafara. So once again, we have a three-way machlokas. We have the Tanakhama telling us husband has up until Zrikah. Right? We have Rabbi Akiva telling us husband has up until Shechita. And then we have Rabbi Meir telling us, husband has up until Taglachas. So how do we paskin? So I'll say, Sidramam, in Hilchos Nazirus, Parak Dalit Halochi Yudzain says as follows, Ha'isha Shenodra Benazirus, Vishamu Yimeha Nazirus, Vevia Karbanosel, Venishcheta Achas Minha Behemos, Venizrak Dama, Viacharka Shama Baila, Afapi Shadain Lo Gilcha, so we'll say ultimately again the Ramah Paskins like the Tanakama. Ramah Paskins like Tanakama, namely, husband has the power of Hafara up until Zrika. Up until Zrika. Once you're past Zrika already at that point in time, Halacha no longer a power of Hafara. And we'll say the logic being, what's the logic? Because after Zrika, what happens? What happens? Everything becomes mutter. And once everything becomes mutter, it's no longer called a matter of inui nefesh. And since it's no longer a matter of inui nefesh, therefore the husband no longer has the power of fire. Now, I will say, that being said, the Rambam does accept the qualification of the Mishnah. Namely, what are we talking about? What is it talking about? Taglachas Tara. This is sort of the conclusion of the Ned but if she became Tamea and is going through what, what appears to be the concluding rites in order to what? Restart the Neder Naziros, then husband has the ability to marry for the Neder even when? Even when? Even after Zrika. Even after Zrika. Sarah will say, window for Hafara is up until Zrika. 
after Zrika, no longer any ability for Afara, as long as we're talking about the actual concluding rites of the Nadinaziros. But if she became Tameya and is going through the concluding rites in order to restart, everyone agrees in that case, it's just it's, it's logical. Since Nadinaziros is ongoing, she has the ability ultimately, oh, excuse me, he has the ability to be made for it. <coughs> Even after Zriga. Incredible. Let's say Mishnah. Mishnah. We actually made reference to this Mishnah at the end of last week. Ha'ish Madir Espinobanazar. This was a very interesting case. A father, a father can make his son a Nazir. Father can make his son a Nazir. But a, a, a mother does not have the ability to make her son a Nazir. Ketzad. Okay, so how does this work? Ketzad. So when we say Ketzad, it's actually interesting. Normally, when the Mishnah says a principle and then says Ketzad, so the Ketzad is there to illustrate how the principle works. That's not what this means over here. In this case, here, here's the principle. A father has the ability to make his son a Nazir. Okay? A mother does not have the, the ability. The Ketzad here is telling us, ultimately, again, how this Ned and Aziris can be unraveled. So Ketzad, So I will say, if the son... The son took a haircut, or the relatives gave him a haircut. Micha or the son objected, or the relatives objected. Right? That ends the Nedin So we'll say, so as much as the father can make his son a Nazir, the ability to unravel this Nazirus can either be done by the son himself or by other relatives who are objecting to the Nedin Nazirus on the son's behalf. Okay? Now what happens again? So in this case over here, father made his son a Nazir. Not only that, in this case, we're going to see, this only works, by the way, when the son is a Katan. So obviously because the son is a Katan, who is going to have sacrificial liability for this Nedin Aziros? The father. So what did the father do? He made his son a Nazir, and he also separated out animals for his son's concluding carbonos. So I'll say, so now let's say again, let's say the father actively identified, this is the chatos, this is the ova, this is the shlamim. And now I'll say, so now what happens? Now the son objected to the naziros, or the relatives objected. So what do you do with the animals? So a chatos tamos, so the chatos animal was left to die. What's we already learned? This chatos left, left to die. The ola tikrav, the ola ultimately is offered up as an adaba. So va'ola tikravola u'shlamim yikravu shlamim. The shlamim is offered up as shlamim is also offered up as a as an adava. V'ne'achalim liyom echad. They are consumed ultimately again for one day. V'einan tuunin lechem. And ultimately again, they do not require loaves. What's well, so the right way to do this? Right, they do not require the typical loaves of the nedinaziros. Hayilam maos tumin. What's what happened if the father set aside unspecified funds? Ultimately, again, the entire pot falls in a dava. Most mifurashim. What if he had specified funds? So the mechatos yechol yamamelach. So again, ultimately, the money for the chatos that goes to yamamelach. Lo nenin v'lamalim. Ultimately, again, I will say you can't get hano. But if you did so, there's no meila. Dime ola yaviu ola. The ola money ultimately is used to purchase olas nedava umolim bahen. And ultimately, you could commit meila with it. Not that you can commit meila. In other words, if you you. Mi'ila can't be transgressed with this. The shlamim yaviyu shlamim. The shlamim money ultimately again is used for shlamim. Nidava. The nechal miyom echad. Ultimately it's consumed for one day. Ve'enan tu'unin lechem. And I will say it does not require lechem. It does not require any kind of bread. So if I will say the, this last part, this last part, we've already learned, right? We'll say we're experts in this. Right? So remember again, what, to review the last part of the halacha, whenever you have unspecified funds, 
What happens with unspecified funds? Yiplu l'nedava. Specified funds, chatas money yamamelach, ola money, ola, ola, sorry, olas nedava, right? right? And shlamim, and, and ultimately again, shlamim nedava as well. Specified animals, chatas animal left to die, shlamim offered up as a nedava, olas offered up as a nedava. We'll say we'll stop over here for today, and Miritz Hashem will pick up with the mechanics of a father being madri or son of the Naziris. Miritz Hashem tomorrow, shvayach.